0: This podcast is brought to you by Pencil Pay. Take your wholesale account applications online and control when you get paid. Welcome to Product Hub. I'm your host, Tim Dimitriou. Today's guest is Dylan Barenz. He's the founder of Little Gippsland Brewing, a gypsy brewer that returns all profits back to community projects in the local Gippsland region in Victoria. In this episode, we explore how three friends can come together to create the right formula in business, only to have COVID come and put it on pause. This is a bit of a different take on brewing from an accountant's perspective. So sit back and enjoy the next hour. Cool. Let's do it. Awesome. All
1: right.
0: Guys, we've got Dylan. Dylan, can you introduce yourself? Just give us a quick little 30 seconds. Tell us about, um, tell us about what you do, who you are, and tell us about your business. In 30 seconds, if you can. All
1: right, <laughs> start the timer now. Awesome. Uh, so, well, we was, uh, I was part of a little Gibson brewing company, or well, still am, sort of thing. And we were uh, brewing some beer and selling it and donating profits back to community projects. That was the whole concept, sort of thing. Awesome. Yeah.
0: That's so, um, you were doing it, or you you are doing? It? Uh,
1: I say were because it, you know everything up until COVID. Yeah, ah, I'm not yep. going to be that guy, but I was For affected sure. by COVID. Of course, everyone was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, you know, yep. not going to whinge about it. So yeah, when COVID hit, we sort of sold off the last of the beer, and now yep. we're coming back out the other side. Awesome. Where we've got some cool. Hopefully, going to do some stuff.
0: Yeah, perfect. So yeah. let's so let's go back a, a few years. Mm. Um, run me through the uh, uh, run me through um, what led you to to actually going down that path of of you know of brewing beer and then. Um, and then kind of donating the profits back.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, so we come from about two hours east of Melbourne in a, in a little town called Tarugan and a uh, huge coal mining industry, that mm-hmm. area. with the. Um, and as you know, they're starting to kind of shut those down. Um, so what we were doing was looking at... Big, big Which I think is ridiculous, by the way. But anyway, yeah, well, we said we wouldn't touch on anything controversial. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I'm, definitely, I'm allowed to be controversial. I oh, will yeah. <laughs> give a politician's answer on that. Yeah, uh, the old, yeah. um,
0: uh, the old mining industry is responsible for kind of you know 35 of our tax base, but but, yeah. uh, uh, but everyone hates it for some reason. Anyway,
1: a lot of jobs. If you were, you know, it's easy to sit somewhere else, but there's a lot of people's lives in, in amongst that. You know, I'm the son of a coal mine worker. So yeah, okay. then, yep. So yeah, we. Um, what we were looking at is going, okay, we were interested in craft beer. There was two others as well. I keep saying like it's past tense. They're still all alive and everyone's fine, (laughs) by the way. Um, It's pretty like some long lost memory. Um, But, you know, um, so Reese and Aaron were the other two. uh, The other two. And, um, yeah, we sort of got together. and had this idea of like, wouldn't it be good if... um, We could brew a beer, deliberately distribute it through the local restaurants and the profits that we could make from that would go to little community projects. We weren't going to build houses or anything like that, but these were kind of little council projects that maybe, you know, I know we like, we put an oven out at Budgery Town Hall. Do you know what I mean? They've got a commercial oven out there. That's from the profits of the beer. So okay, cool. little things that just get knocked back, but you know, kind of put a bit of light on the, on the whole thing.
0: For sure. For sure. The, um... Have you always been? Have you have you always been that way inclined, or 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 did it kind of you know to be able to yeah? You know, it's a, it's quite a big sacrifice to to yeah. to you know to go and put some of your life on hold to to go and um you know try and try and drive all your all your profits back into into you know into into helping the community.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, no, well, I think yeah, I think when you get to a certain point you realize you've had things pretty lucky or you've worked hard, so it's sort of time to give back. So beer is always you know there's other breweries out there that do these donations but i just kind of wanted to localize it and, mm. and you know beer is very artisan as you you know absolutely so it's nice to go okay if you're drinking this beer from this restaurant this particular town will benefit sort of thing so it was a-
0: it's going down the path of i mean we've seen across the board the localization of mm. um certainly of craft um there's always a there's a brewery in in every town now it seems, and you've got 750 breweries in Australia right. now. Yeah, it's you know three two years ago there was 400. So that's right. Just shows the it shows, but it shows that they can be supported by um up by a local town and local community.
1: Yeah, and that's it. I think it's got especially in regional Victoria. There's a bit of that, you know, you you it's a local football team or whatever. In a way, do you know what I mean? It's, this this guy from lives here. He grew up here. He did this sort of thing. So. We yeah we, we gypsy brewed that one uh, first at Temple so we would go in our recipe all our design that was with um, Glenn Harrison who's now at Ellerslie Hops and then we would did a, we did a few batches at Southern Bay as well we were that was with Phil who's now at Hops Products Australia so it seems like everyone we touch seems to go end up end up in the hops game yeah so just in case you get a phone call from a hops company <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah so you know we would. Um, Get that all packaged up and kind of, yeah, distributed out through, through wholesalers. Yeah, Um, cool.
0: Yeah, it was good fun. And what did you do? So prior to, prior to doing beer and obviously during COVID, you had to earn a crust somehow. Yeah. Could you run me through, um, you know,
1: kind of. I can, but it's, uh, I'm a tax agent. I'm an accountant. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for (laughs) showing. Interesting. Yeah. So anyone who needs their taxes done guys, it's coming up to June (laughs) thirty. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, um, so I was doing that originally. Yep. And then, yeah, uh, the interest in beer sort of grew. Um, it was also a nice little creative outlet. You know, oh, you start sure. at home and it's very, yeah, you get a result as well. Sometimes you can spend hours answering emails, you don't get a result. Um, but yeah, we started going to go into that. I studied during during COVID when we slowed down a little bit. I ended up studying at the uh, World Brewing Academy, which is Siebel and Domans. Um, and then since then... Um, by studying at the Institute of Brewers and Distillers, yep, as well, which is the UK organisation, just to kind of see how they do things over there. And do so, they
0: um, do they give you a, like a qualification or something like that?
1: Yeah, so uh, got the brewing theory course from uh, Siebel, yep, and then the advanced diplomas from the Institute of Brewers and Distillers. Yeah, awesome. UK. And so, is
0: the advanced diploma like a nationally recognised kind yeah. of
1: qualification? Or yeah, yeah okay. both both are the W. I think with the WBA the concise or the, the brewing theory course. I guess that's your general certificate, I think, you know. I don't want to stop Federation (laughs) So It's it's one of the, it's the, uh, it's the entry, not entry level, but it's, you know, it's a nice way to expand your knowledge. The advanced diploma and you're getting right into like, you know, metabolic pathways and yeast and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of, a lot more, I wish I had done more science in high school. Was
0: Yeah, it's one of those things, it's, uh, it it was never interesting, it was on the same, it was never interesting to me It was never interesting to me at high school, it was, yeah. uh, it was actually severely, it was very boring. Yeah, I think and for I the think...
1: schools listening, if you just incorporate a little bit of beer into your utensils, I <laughs> <laughs> don't take that, but you know, that you might get a few more people sign up for chemistry um, uh, sorry, biology. Um,
0: I actually used to be in education, so I had an um, education business for about seven years, um, you know, for seven years up until 2017-ish, hmm. and... We we did a lot of online education as well as face to face education. Yeah. Um, you know we ran some colleges and that type of thing. And the one of the things where you know I know we always went wrong and where every school every high school goes wrong is nothing is relevant to to life. It seems, and that's what that's really what I found at high school. That's why I wasn't interested in science. If they had of, if they had of, um, if they had of given yeah. you real life examples and real yeah. li- you know, rather than sitting there with a Bunsen burner. You know, uh, <laughs> a bunch of burnout uh, and a bunch of chemical reactions that really you're never going to see yeah. in life if you attribute it to something worthwhile.
1: Exactly. And I, I, I mean, that was a cross. I mean, I know they're teaching you the fundamentals of you know, physics and like, but you know, I always, we were in high school always like, you know, uh, it's, you know, the train's two metres away or sorry, a hundred metres away, but you're walking at a pace of 20 minutes. Like, I know what I'm supposed to learn there, but I've never gotten out of my apartment and thought, you know, I don't live in an apartment, I live in a house. I never got into a house <laughs> and gone, you know, ah, oh, the train's 200 mil. Like, I'm either late for the train yeah. or, you know. You're either running and yeah. not thinking about yeah. it. Or... Yeah, and if they just modernise it and just said, well, the coffee shop's there, but there's four people waiting for lattes. Because you know I'm going to stop at the coffee shop. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just make it a bit more modern. Like, oh, that would be a normal day in my life. So exactly.
0: Like, but so if they turn it into something like a like a like something like a hot air balloon or what we're talking mm-hmm. before, um, you know about the about the about a fighter jet. You know yeah, what I mean? if yeah. they if they obviously it's probably pretty advanced, but if they made yeah. it relevant to something like that, it'd be so much more interesting.
1: Yeah, I reckon. It's, I reckon the for you know I'm not here to make uh, I'm not even big enough to make these sorts of quests on the brewing industry, but yeah, if there is a, like an a, an apprenticeship style program, some sort of mentorship where you. You spend a week, you're at a university and you spend like one day a week or some sort of co-op program funded by... You know, as an accountant, we had that opportunity with Bachelor of Business grads. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah And these little—I think, I think it was one of the units at university. Like, you just you spend, have to, yeah, two days a week at a particular firm, and that you know they were headhunting you anyway. So if you're any good, you got the job. It was sort of like sure. doing work experience at Woolworths, like.
0: And uh, I think brewers would appreciate the free labour as well. Uh, yeah, well, there's that part <laughs> of it too. Certainly. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah. So um, track, so right? so back to breweries, yeah. you. You you got started and you kind of went in. And you decided you would um, you'd brew some beer and, and kind of yeah. and get rolling. And then COVID hits, and then you educate yourself in the industry, yeah. which is awesome. Do you is it something that you're passionate about getting back into at Absolutely. a later stage? Yeah. Um, a bit more, bit more full time or
1: yeah. Uh, we've there's definitely some things on that horizon, but obviously we've got red tape. We've got things that uh, need to be done, so I won't mention anything too much okay <laughs> um, take whatever you will from that um so sort i of think but yeah the goal was to to push it and um i mean at the height of it little gibson will be with, i think we were 35 venues from uh bairnsdale through to melbourne cbd yep um and then we had, we had the distribution that was nice it was it was the craft draft was the name of the beer um because we had it's actually really, really, really that's a really good name. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Copyright. Uh, no, I know, but. Um, working on that. Anyway, um, so yeah, it was a cool little tag, and the logo is actually sort of you'll see the the towers from the um, power station in there, yep. and a few like a little farmstead and stuff. So that was our yeah, awesome. logo. But if if you think about how far back it was, it was in bottles. Do you know what I mean? Cans just exploded since then. Absolutely. twenty seventeen when we were doing this.
0: Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. The um the the, the, the cans are exploding and there's yeah. there's a there's a couple of pr- a couple of new packaging providers out there that are doing um you know we talked to we talked to one called um uh, luminar which which do the stickers and that type of thing for them but there's um there's a group coming out which is um i think it's east coast East, east Coast yeah, yeah, yeah which have got some new machine where they're where, they printing can, the where they're printing onto the can yeah, yeah. which is which is interesting it's
1: phenomenal yeah. i saw another one in sweden as well they're doing these little I don't know how it would work over here, but little like five litre party kegs straight from the brewery. I mean that's just unreal. Yeah. Like, I've seen I
0: I've seen them like over the last few years, but with but like people would get them for maybe for parties and that type yeah, of thing. But not. I can't yeah. see them coming into the mainstream. No, yeah. No. I mean,
1: yeah, you don't often sit at home on a Friday and think, like, I need fifteen beers. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, they're, just, yeah, they're pretty big. <laughs> I'll just go get that can keg so, Yeah. Yeah, so that was when we sat around and did it as the group. So uh I started talking about. Spoke to Reese, uh, who had sort of been homebrewing for, um, she's probably eleven years, I think. Oh, wow. he, he'd, he'd been the longest, definitely, of all of us. Uh, where
0: did where did where did you guys or he get get all your homebrew kits and all that type of thing from?
1: Uh he was doing it originally I mean if you go right back he was doing it on the on the stove top sort of thing. <laughs> uh this is that was the original, you know obviously it came a long way since then, but that was the yeah. original craft draft recipe was okay, done yeah. on a smaller stove top. I mean we all have these stories, don't we? You know? Absolutely. <laughs> um I think three ravens won a gold medal from what he'd done in a bucket or something like that. Um don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> and um yeah he uh what do you call it? Um, he started with that. I jumped in with this this for a pilot system, jumped in with stainless steel with like grandfather and all of those mm-hmm. guys. Um, and then, so he was doing the brewing side. I had sort of the business side. Um, Aaron was really good at sort of logistics, packaging, he, he knew, and, and systems. So we had a piece of software that whenever a, a new customer would sign up, it would create, the, you'd, you'd use Excel to create a sheet and then attach it to the form that was our distribution. So they just had, we would hit. Purchase five, so that customer would go, and they would yep. print the exactly the form the wholesaler needed. So it looked like it was their form, not ours form. Yeah, just made it easier for them. And Should, shouldn't
0: be using Excel for that, but
1: anyway. I <laughs> oh, so, oh, kept a CSV data. i uh, yeah, And then drew the from that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was um, yeah. So when we looked around, I was like, uh, when we you know we start talking about the power station industry starting to shut down. Yep. Be nice to shed a bit of light. Uh, with recent um, Aaron, it got to a certain point. I'm like, I think we have the right combination of people to give this a genuine go. Sort of thing. That was something I was going to ask you. I just, yeah. I, just wrote down three partners
0: there, and obviously, mm-hmm. you know, this is as much of a business podcast as it is anything else. Yeah. Um, having having the multiple partners, obviously, yeah. um, having someone that knows the the art and the craft of it, then yep. yourself, um, from a from a number standpoint, yeah. and then the third partner from. Which, 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 which is what we're talking about prior to prior to hitting record, is that you've got all these businesses and no one really understands. That's not in the game mm-hmm. how hard it is to create and distribute a product. Yeah, it's a it's a, to be honest, it's a fucking night. It's a fucking nightmare sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's right, And yeah. and we you know we we interview a lot of people and I speak to our customers every day.
1: Yeah,
0: and. There's hundreds of them that are that are, that are, they're, they're filled up to here with the amount of stuff that they need to do every day. Yeah, and then they've got staff that you know have to be specialists in certain areas, but yeah. are expensive as yeah. you can imagine. Um, was that the the ethos behind kind of you said, all right, we've got three people now that are that are that we trust and they're good op. We're we all good operators, and yeah. now we need to you know, and and now we've kind of got the right crew. You, you probably wouldn't think about doing it prior to that, would you? No,
1: it's sort of um. Was something an idea that we sort of had and played around with, but yeah, when the right, I don't know you kind of you knew each other's strengths, and there was a lot of crossover. I was doing brewing, brewing Reese was doing brewing, and Aaron was also into brewing, so there's a, you know, uh, the, graph, the graphic design was done by Reese, so, yep. so he's doing the artwork and the beer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? So, yeah, I think it's sort of the dynamic changes because we were all friends. We still are all friends. I just don't know why I'm talking in past tense. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like, Might give them both a call after this just to make sure. Before this we were all out. friends. Look, yeah, uh, uh, they're both oh, now. Uh, uh, they're both now
0: missing. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but um, you know, uh, we started to go down. Our, what are the dynamic changes? Like, what are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? And I'm a big fan of like business. It sounds really, you know, and you know, my wife's watching this or listening to this it's almost you know it has to be just as clear as a marriage if not more do you know what i mean because yes we're not going to steal money off each other or whatever but it'll be those little things that are i'm ordering stock at at five o'clock at night and you know reese's on instagram being at the beach do you know what i mean and it's sort of like the stuff the little stuff that you take for granted becomes the the resentment builds, so, There's this,
0: uh, the two four uh, I had a lawyer once and you know he always talked about these two four letter words risk and exit they're the yeah. two times when when having that agreed at the start are important 100%. you know and
1: we, we we wrote that we deal with that a lot like you know I was in business advisory as well so mm. I think it's always hardest when someone comes with a new business like all right now how is this thing going to die that was not, you know <laughs> basically <laughs> You're like oh we're excited we're going to do this I'm like that's good if you pass away, what happens? If you decide to quit, what happens? If, you know, and it's, I'm I'm trying to be a negative person here, but we just, once it's on paper, no one gets angry at paper. So we had the plan, we had the, you know, we made the decisions and kept the meetings up so that it wasn't, you know, someone's not getting back to my email. 100%. Yeah, Yeah, there's
0: this, uh, there's this, if you do it correctly from the start, you'll Mm. sit down with a, you know, if you do want to go down a path of, you know, having a lawyer draw it up and stuff, which I think, you know, I mean, a lot of shareholders agreement, are very cookie cutter and you can, but as long as you can sit down and you've got a, almost like a, like a questionnaire Mm -hmm. and you say, in this situation, this happens in that situation. This happens. There's a bunch of situations. A shareholders agreement is a bunch of situations and you know, and you kind of defining outcomes and agreeing to outcomes for those situations. And, that's where you, uh, if you do, if you go down that path and do it that way, where you yeah. sit down with someone and you answer those questions together, yeah. it's a fast and cheap process. Yeah. When people are going back and forth with drafts and markups and all the rest of oh, it, yeah, that's exactly. when lawyers come and just ream you. Yeah, 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 that's
1: right. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that's where you've got to figure out what consultants you need. But you were talking earlier about, you know, how did you know? So we defined our strengths yeah. and then, and then, okay, so that puts, and then clearly, you know, you always put those quality assurances in and go, okay, if you're handling, you know, I mean, uh, artwork. I mean, you know, Reese, I'm really, Reese nailed the artwork, but you know. You're not an artist yourself? Oh, I mean, the, I would love the skill. <laughs> but just little things, you know, the outline around the, you know, stuff like that. And then you look back and think, I oh, took an hour, you know, and it was just a, a slight uh, semicircle outline around this stuff. So you can get, that's me entering into a realm that's not my strength. Do yeah. you know what I mean? If you don't understand it, like, you just know. I was a big fan of delegate, it, but create quality <laughs> control of you know if, if I was doing something for Reese, here's my I don't know report on this side of it. Yeah. Sign off on it. So
0: yeah, a hundred percent. Like my um my business partner Greg, you know we've um you know, we've obviously got a software business, but software is made up of creating the software and then distributing the software exactly the same yeah. as a physical product that, that yeah. you you guys deal in, and what the fuck do I know about building software? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, um, you know, Greg, Greg came from that background, 15 years in building, in, in building and, and, and developing platforms for, you know, for custom for his customers. And then we, you know, and I come from a heavy sales and marketing background. So it, it made a lot of sense that, um, you know, we could, we could delegate that way, but doing it on your own is, is next to impossible. It, and that's, you,
1: you put the right people in the right places. Yeah. But the other, you know, you've got to kill the inner control freak in that as well. You know, It's good when they're involved in a partnership level because you can go, well, they're as invested as I am as opposed to an employee. Um, But, you know, when we were looking at the beer, you know, we were doing 6,000 litre runs towards the end of it, but towards, uh, before COVID hit, you know, that's a lot of quality checks and then it's who has the time to do it and then who's, you know. Um, So always introducing those quality checks and just being open and transparent about, like I said, we're never going to take money off each other. We're never going to, you know, talk badly about each other behind each other's back or anything, talk about them as if they're deceased (laughs) or anything like that. But, um, you know, but, um, yeah, we've got to have that transparency to go, hey. For sure. Because it's
0: always those, it's the small... Good intentions It's the small little things that are not 100% visible to the other people. Yeah. That are the things that they think about and Mm -hmm. thinking, you know, I mean, it's never happened to me, but thinking turns into... Believing, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, It um, unless you're, unless it's, it is fully transparent and everyone can see what the other person's doing. Yeah. It festers, you know? 100%. Yeah. I think
1: it's, you know, the equivalent of saying, oh, I'm doing this. Why aren't they putting, pulling their weight? It's yeah. the equivalent of saying, Oh, I haven't heard from, you know, uh, Tim in a while. He mustn't. Why isn't he calling me? Like, pick up the phone. You know what I mean? So well, like, he doesn't love me anymore. Type yeah. Of thing. Yeah. It's, yeah, right. it's um, yeah. it's very
0: much like that. The, um, the, Obviously, coming from a finance background, mm. um, understanding the economics of how of how a brewery works. Yeah. Um, obviously, you haven't been at true scale yet no. because you know you stop and start and all the rest of it. Going yeah. into going into um, going into you know getting into it one day full time, which yeah. you know it might be a dream to do. Mm. you probably got no doubt you've um, you've you got you got plenty of tax work to do prior to that. Yeah, but. Um, the, uh, can you run us, run me through the economics of how you see the, cause it's a very different perspective than the people we've spoken to previously. Cause they're, you know, they're brewers, they're business people, but they're not, ta- they're not accountants. Yeah. So from a, um, from a, you know, unit economic standpoint, can you run me through how you see a brewery, um, running, um, you know, kind of as it starts out and then at scale?
1: Yeah. Okay. I would probably say there's a big leap between, you know, uh, I mean, excise tax you know what they've just passed the IBA. Uh, they've worked, for Kylie, and all those people worked on that to get the new rate—the hundred fifty thousand. Yeah.
0: Can you um? Can you can you exp- explain? You know, explain clearly what, what, what yeah, the, what the whole idea. yeah excise tax and wet and all the rest yeah. of it is. Well,
1: I'll wait. I'll leave because that's the wine industry. But yeah, I'll. Um, yeah. But yeah, excise. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm joking. <laughs> to the wine industry. Um. So the excise tax. Yeah. Basically, they'll. The issue with the beer excise tax is depending on the percentages and depending on the packaging, the rate of the excise tax, it's basically a tax on alcohol. Yeah. So you'll have, you know, if you've got, uh, but it's a quick math, you've got a thousand liters of, um, what do you call it? Um, I don't know, beer, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you've got, uh, she does a better math on this. And you've got, let's say a hundred liters of, of alcohol or mm-hmm. LAL, um, you've got to pay tax at a rate per liter of that 100 liters if that makes sense. Yeah. Depending on the size and the packaging like I think it's under 3.5% is a certain tax rate 3.5 to 5 is a, is a secondary tax rate and it goes up obviously 5 and above is up again.
0: So per mill of um of of you know liquid yeah um can it can it can change so the amount that a person the pays depends on if it's a spirit, then they're yeah, if it's spirit, a spirit, for example, they're gonna yeah. pay X if it's a if it's a you know full strength beer as opposed to a light beer, mm. they're gonna pay more per mil than than a light beer would tuck. Yeah, in. and yeah, that's, that's why it. you
1: can see some of I mean I I like I like I, I feel almost out of my league talking about this in the sense that who am I to represent the beer industry in this, but you can see them try to cover in on the cost of goods with four forty mil cans or five hundred mil cans and because you know they hit six or seven percent the hazy IPA market. Double, triple, stout, mm-hmm. whatever. You now another another excise tax rate, and it's like, well, how do? I, it's the same process, you know what I mean? They, how do you then try and cover that extra tax? Like, do you try and adjust the can size and?
0: Does and, the does the? I mean, the government just doesn't understand how difficult it is to to actually make money, do they?
1: No, yeah, that's right. They right. actually have no idea how hard it is to make yeah. money and it's, it's bloody hard <laughs> i think from the spirit industry i think it's like a set rate no matter what it's just it, whatever the percentage of alcohol is it's things it might be like 87 dollars or something but for us it's like well it's, that's why you saw a lot of mids and lights yeah, under the 3.5 percent because they've just got access to a different rate and then i mean you, i think it was vb was at 4.9 for mm-hmm. such a long time they're just hiding under that next yeah okay. you know, uh bracket sort yep. of thing so then when people say, oh, well, you know, this barrel-aged Imperial Stout or something is $30, A, it's probably fantastic. Do you know what I mean? But B is, you know... You know it, like has be. beer there. it has to be. It has to be. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it has to be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You convince yourself anyway. What well, <laughs> well,
0: it actually has to be that price or else you're you, you going broke yeah. pretty fast.
1: And like circling back on the values-based model, which is the, you know, buying to local fundraising. Yeah. You know, you, you can't pick a hazy triple like, IPA yeah, beer for that because you've already such a massive amount of hops, bill... You know, there's costs in that already. We we stuck with craft draft, um, because it, you know, your your lagers or your pale your mints or something. You know, the the ingredients bill isn't as much, yep, sort of thing, which means you can allow afford to donate. You know, a dollar for or in our case it was all the profits because it's you know that's what we were doing, yep. But any other brewery could easily create a localized value space purchase and just go this particular beer. I mean, look at um. Is it my venue? Is it a stomping ground? The Gipps Street Pale ale yep, they do yep, with you yep. know, that's that's a big course which I'm all for, and they're killing it. Let's be honest with awards. Um, but you know what? If there was the local town brewery going, okay, for the month of whatever, this particular pale ale will donate to, you know, something that is within an X kilometer radius. Yep. To do other townships, do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Might get a few people across to try it.
0: I think. Look, I think it's a um, it's a it's. I think it's a beautiful idea in theory. Mm. Some of this, but uh, it's co- commercial breweries. Uh, we know. I mean, you know, I think it's. I, th- I think it's outstanding that you could do that, but I don't. But I think that when people go into a, you know, if it's their only source of income, mm. and the amount of risk. I mean, you got millions yeah, of true. dollars of investment. I think that people would be less likely to, um, to kind of take all of their profits for a certain period of time and oh, put yes, it back in. Oh, definitely here. not all. It would be, no, no. it'd be, <laughs> it'd be really, uh, it'd be really, yeah. really, really difficult to do that if you've if, yeah. you've, if you've got a few like two, three, four million dollars on the line. Yeah. Um, but I think that, yeah, I think that being able to do it as you were doing it when it's mm. not your, that it was, was a, our
1: passion project. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It, what we would do, you know, going forward is you would pick a product line from a core range and. It might be a, a dollar from each or what have you. Do you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, cool. I guess what I'm saying is another way to market. If we're also artists and we're also, this is my local, well, then, and, and brewers are great people. And they love to give back to community. I mean, try and find a regional brewery or even here that doesn't sponsor some sort of, oh, you know, team of. Sport and Yeah, yeah sport, 100%. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is a nice way to go, well, hang on, you know. It's another reason to purchase. Like, oh, I've never, I've never had a payload before, but you know, these guys are doing really good for my local town, so maybe I'll give it a go. We're talking like a percentage; we're not talking yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah for whole, sure. Obviously, yeah, correct. I should have <laughs> clarified that. Um, that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. No, I was going to say, as an accountant, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't model that one. Yeah, sort of thing. So, yeah, as was passion projects. Yeah, cool, of, but, um, cool. Um. What's
0: your favorite beer? Uh, uh, and in terms of style of beer as well as actual beer brand, all the rest of it. Yeah, oh,
1: I man, it changes. It's it? a big, it's a big, uh, it's yeah. a it's a big question. Stayed in the hazy IPA realm for a long time. Yep. sort of thing, and you can live and die there. I reckon. Sort of thing. There's in a man. lot. <laughs> I hop growers have become so. Like we just went to the the high country hop festival, Sorry. um, and um, yeah, you know the stuff they're doing with with um, fresh hops and stuff like that is unreal. Yeah. Um, so, things, you could live and die in the hazy IPA world. I don't know. It's sort of, I don't know. Every time I get to a certain point, I'm like, oh, I'll change. Like, at the moment, uh, Weinstefana Dunkel is is a really nice beer. What's it, it the, called? Uh, Dunkel. It's a German. I have a German. Heard of it, no. German beer. Yeah. No. So, yeah, Weinstefana Dunkel is really nice. Weiss beer, they do a good one as well. Yep. Just, um, But yeah, Araki I will couldn't say. You know, sounds like I'm not an alcoholic. I'm a connoisseur. Uh, but yeah, uh, but, you know, it sounds like I don't have an answer. But yeah, I probably that's a bit of craft though. Every every time you know the fridge gets or and Sellers they do a club hops club wild. You know they, mm-hmm. they give that. physical doing sponsored content doesn't. It? Um, so and Sellers if you need. Uh, but yeah, Hops and, um and club wild you know sending you unique beers every month. Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, we were oh. talking.
0: We're talking obviously before we hit record again. Where, um, you know, the um, the guys from Molly Rose, they're mm. producing, you know, the the amount of new products and new beers that they're producing, and then all the all everything that goes into actually producing it and getting it out there yeah. is enormous. But um, yeah, there's this um, there's this beautiful thing in craft because you're small, you can remain pretty nimble. Yeah, and uh, and you can actually you know create and distribute some really good beer fast
1: you know yeah yeah. I think I mean if it was a dark beer probably oh actually anything from Van Diemen the paddock is mm-hmm. really really nice are doing wild fermentation yep. stuff big fan of that and the dark stuff as well the um, into the fray and all that sort of things you know some beers are motivational, and they think oh, I'm going to try and brew this. Other beers you drink and really go, well, oh, "I'm never going to do that." You know, it's like watching someone who's really good at something. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, oh. and trying to emulate. Them. <laughs> yeah, so some some motivational. Like, I might try and do this Munich Dunkel. See, what? that's what we're yeah. working on at the moment. Um, other beers, like, well, that's just fantastic. And I'm never going to get there. Sort yeah. of thing. Van Diemen stuff. It's all done on the one paddock. You know, that's unreal. Yeah. Okay.
0: The um the the accounting firm is it is it is it your accounting firm? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so in that accounting firm, you obviously deal with you know a bunch of different type of customers. Yeah. Um, as far as um as far as what you've seen over the last couple of years, the effect of you know the effect of lockdowns and everything. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. you realised it from a you know from a um from a brewing perspective, but if mm-hmm. you take yourself out of that and look back in as a you know with your accounting hat on, yeah.
1: Um
0: the product businesses that you you know you deal with from yeah. day to day run me through the what are the top kind of two or three things that have been that have smashed those businesses apart because you know we've seen you know the supply chain recently probably during covid at the start probably wasn't it didn't slap everyone in the face that badly no. but i think now because there's you know the inflation's the inflation's happening yeah. and it's happening globally and it's starting to you know rear its ugly head in australia yeah. but then on top of that you've got um, the fact that there is a shitload of demand and there's very well, little supply.
1: Yeah, that's the biggest thing is that, and I know everyone is trying to get out of that mental space of you know life's getting back to normal, and yeah, maybe putting some things around your pool or whatever will make you feel a little bit better. I get that, mm. but yeah, you know, in an underemployed market, like we we have all seen the um, you know staff wanted signs. Mm. How can the and it's good that people want to get back to restaurants and whatever how can you expect 2018 service levels with half the half the staff? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's like, you know, it's nice to still remember that we are coming out the other side and just you know, take, take it easy. So I don't know, it's a battle between the consumer going, I really want, I need this, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you don't know what, it, like, I need this shed or I need this. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's just a shed. No, you don't understand. <laughs> I've spent two years at home drawing it. Do you know what I mean? I need this shed. Well, so, yeah,
0: have a look at have a look at the trade that uh, Bunnings did over the over the over the lockdown. They, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, Bunnings and you know Woolworths. Yeah, their profitability went. I think they were fourteen percent up or something like right. that, which is just which is just ridiculous. They're forty mm. percent up in one. I think in one one cycle in one, in one year. Yeah. You know, they've had a, you know, they've had flat growth of kind of 6 or 7% every year for however long. Yeah. And then they just jumped 40% because everyone's at home and people are finally allowed allowed at the hardware store, you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: And, um, that was weird in the accounting game because we had, you know, we had, uh, had 1,200 clients, I think. In a yeah, wow. House. Basically. All businesses or? or uh, some, or, are, or there's individuals attached to those businesses. Yes. But, yeah. yeah, the majority is business. At yeah, price. cool. Um, so you know, we had clients through hospitality that were just you know just in tears nearly. Mm-hmm. And then the next phone call would be the ATM introduced in what they call the instant asset write off. This turned into a very accounting podcast. That's <laughs> fine. No, yeah, yeah. Now the uh, I'll throw uh, beer in there every second. No, the, <laughs> uh, the
0: instant asset asset write off was was good. I yeah, um, I helped out. I helped out someone with with that recently actually. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So you know that's still on the table. Well, that's basically writing off anything you buy, treating it like an expense. You buy a new car up to the limit. Um, Right, so one hundred and fifty grand was it? Yeah, it was one hundred. Yeah, it was one hundred and fifty. Now it's yep. backing. It's called temporary full expensing. This isn't, this doesn't constitute accounting advice, by the way. Just disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very conscious. Did uh, you get that everyone? On, yeah. <laughs> Can't on a YouTube thing. Uh, <laughs> so I should go buy a car. Uh, no. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, the ones who were doing really well, those industries, you know, that were selling, you know, garden supplies or something like that. Yeah. You know they're going well. To, this is a tax bill I've never seen before. You know how do I get it down or how do I yeah, okay. go into the next family? Like so, we would have one phone call, tears next phone call. Quick, I need to buy something. In in a way, you know. Wow. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it was, uh, for ish sort of thing. Yeah. So, no.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah. It turns. It, yeah. It turns the job from being a trusted advisor, expert to also also having to be a counselor. I yeah. You know when um. You know, I've had hospitality businesses before. I've had you know, and I've had I've had um corporate businesses, and the difference is the the, the difference in both. If you talk to your accounts people, I had a bookkeeper from a hospital business, and yeah. um, you know, when I had a, when I had a corporate business, you know, we had you know the prop the proper accountants in yeah. house and all the rest yeah. of it, and the, hosp, the um bookkeeper from a that's dealing with hospitality businesses, yeah. they tell me every time. This job is a counselling job as much as anything else. Yeah. So you're a full time counsellor
1: and a part time bookkeeper. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Because you're in a very trusted position. You know the numbers. One hundred percent. Like I said, we we ran the numbers. The the model behind the beer was uh, yeah capital in <laughs> oh, that's right yeah we that was a that was, that was a big circle to, uh, um, but yeah you know capital in uh, you know we like I said we would gypsy out of uh, Temple or the like um, sell it you know capital return profit to those communities. Yeah, so you
0: do you do a bunch of kind of a bunch of almost project based work, right?
1: Yeah, any minor capital works that the local council didn't have the funding for yep. that um would would have wanted to do maybe but didn't do or didn't want to do at all. Yep. Um and then yeah we kind of just I mean these are small things that you you know, you can get a little bit of notoriety for, well not yeah. notoriety, but you know, backing local. Yeah, backing. for sure, for sure. The concept was to be able to go to a local restaurant, that's why we deliberately distributed it through hospitality, so yeah. you had to drink it out at the restaurant, mm-hmm. um, and then they would benefit because you're out for dinner, um, then you would, you know, yeah. you were drinking it locally, well, a beer brewed by locals that supported locals.
0: And was that popular for the, yeah, so the consumers yeah, at the end of it, um, who are actually, who's actually buying this stuff, mm. For them, uh, did you see that as, did you see, I mean, was it, was it, was it, was it a popular, uh, a popular piece, especially locally in, in Taralga? Yeah, I thought
1: so. Like, we said we covered from Bansdale, which, as you know, is quite a drive. Yeah, a long way. Yeah, yeah all the way through to Melbourne. Um, yeah, I think it was. Once they found out it was like was donating, you had to be able to le- read the, the label sort of thing. Yep. So, yeah, it was good. It was nice to see people talk nicely about it. How, the,
0: how do you, how do you tell that story? So, you, th- you think about it, you think about um if you can push that message out Mm. to the consumer and then they have this, I guess, pulling mechanism through the hospitality venues that are local. Yeah. How do you push that message out though?
1: Uh, every, uh, local retailer that signed up, we would give them, um, tasting notes, a training card for the staff member and, um, and the background story that were all PDF printable so that they could, awesome. So that they could print that and, you know, um, because I think that's truly what it comes into, sort of thing, you know, when you do go to a brewery, I mean, even though, yes, they're just, they're staffed just like anyone else, you know, the, the guy or the girl that stands there and says, oh, this is using one of our new hops, they only need to say that, and it's just, mm-hmm. which is a slight training session, or, or, yeah, you can't expect, I mean, some of them, some of the people who are just, you have an absolute passion for it, other people, they're doing it while they study, or, or whatever, but yeah, so we would have, uh, this is all, this is all, you know, recent Aaron's work, sort of thing, so we're still alive. Uh, uh,
0: uh, yeah. And rather, yeah. and rather than we would have, we, we, we have, have. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. That's uh, a hard, right. really it, Yeah. <laughs> see how my life
1: needs to start going forward <laughs> instead of thinking backwards. Um, but yeah, so, you know, yeah, PDF printable, uh, to the right paper size, backstory. We actually have a plaque that we would give them as well, which is just to pay for. Yep. In a frame. And they can have that on display sort of thing. So yeah, training card, test notes and, um,
0: do you find? Did you find that um, the one thing that one thing that hit hit my mind as soon as you as soon as you yeah. said that is, and it goes back to an old story. I I used to live in New York, right, and um, when I was in New York, the um, the place I worked at was a three Michelin star restaurant, wow. so it was a quite a posh restaurant, um, and uh, you know it was good because I was working there illegally and I was just working oh, yeah. there for tips. <laughs> um, yeah. So so I had to work somewhere somewhere yeah. decent and. Yeah. Part of the part of the job was um at the start of every shift, you'd have um what, what they called family meal where you'd all get to get in there at four o'clock, you'd start setting up, you'd stop about four thirty or something, you'd eat something and then you'd keep setting up. Oh, that's cool. And part of that, um, at the end of family meal every 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 day, um, one person from the from the floor staff had to get up and had to um they had a wine list that was as you know as long as um you know, as long as that. Yeah, yeah. Um and it was literally this thick. And, um, one of the, one of the things you had to do as a floor staff member is learn all the wines. So you had to get up there and in front of all of the other staff, you had to explain about one of the wines and you had to give a presentation on one of the wines. And we did that every single shift prior to the shift. Yeah. But one thing that, and where, where, I'm going with the story is that there seems to be, um, the difference between the Australian mindset as opposed to the U S mindset and the confidence in the people to be able to present those ideas and present yeah. things was the biggest like glaring thing that I found different between the two cultures is that in the, in, in the U S people are so happy to, you know, read out the tasting notes and, and yeah. actually expand on what they're telling a customer yeah. as opposed to, you know, as opposed to here where I think people are a bit more in their shell here. Yeah. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. I think it's sort of, because it, because it is, yeah, it's like those people who go to a job interview and say "sell me yourself." Like some people don't have that in them, they have all the skills for the job, but they're not yeah. going to say oh, "I'm I'm the most amazing." Yeah, the US of yeah, they definitely have covered off on most of the adjectives. They know how to really describe. But do you think it's yeah? I wonder if it is just confidence and knowledge. I, I,
0: I think it is. I think it has to. It has to be. Um, they're taught from a. I think they're taught in school from a from a young age. Um, that. And I think their their ability to um, remember and memorise and then articulate that to a larger crowd is just so much better than um, what Australian kids certainly and certainly Australian adults. They've got no problems speaking in public. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a... It's certainly a cultural thing. It has to be. Yeah. It can't be anything else.
1: Well, you, you can certainly spot them overseas as well. Some, some US, I've got some US friends. And yeah, yeah. definitely you'll find them in a the bar sort of thing. Ah, so. oh, they're... It's, yeah. Yeah, it's
0: incredible. It's, it's, I mean, that's one of the things I love about... Um, the US the most is that is the confidence in in the the average person their confidence yeah. to be able to speak in public and have a conversation with people they don't know yeah. is I think it's a level up from from, yeah. from what we have here.
1: I wonder if it's like this is just an idea, but you know if you're at a brewery, you probably have some level of uh, interest in craft beer. Then you would have a varying level of knowledge. You know you're going to. Um, see people who know all about yeast, hops, mm-hmm. malt, water, the classics obviously. Um, but then there are people who are just like, oh, I like pale ale. And there's other people that are like, oh, you know, um, you know, oh, isoamyl and Oh, I can get that note in this. Like, so mm-hmm. as the bartender behind there, I wonder if you do go, well, you know, mm-hmm. is this guy just going to give me the same old history of the IPA story? Or am I going to say something here that, you know, say, oh, this has got, you know, we've, uh, I don't know, wet hopped it, which is a tip. Te- so that dip op, sorry, which is a technique. Yep. Um, you know, I don't know, you're to a brewery so you're like, does this guy already know all of this? Or does that yeah. stop people or is it um-
0: Yeah, it's it, 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 the, the whole education piece is yeah. Um, is is important you think about you know what would drive that person behind the bar to get educated further about it yeah there's got to be something pulling them through do you yeah. know what I mean yeah. I, and I don't know what it I mean in maybe it's the in US you think about it think about the tipping culture um, uh, the, that, that is attached to uh, that's attached to hospitality yeah the entire thing is tips I mean they basically the way that the, the system works there is, There's a you know you're effectively paying out your hourly wage in tax, yeah, and you kind of keep your tips. That's kind of how it how it um, how it works out. Yeah. Um, When I was there, I was working for free, so I had to. I so I only kept my tips. But the yeah, but that's kind of the way it works. So you think about it. If you have to, if you're earning just tips, Mm. which is effectively what they're doing, you'd want to be able to store storytelling.
1: Yeah. You know.
0: Absolutely. And storytelling does make people like you, and people that like you will tip you more.
1: Yeah, and I think it's um, what do you call it? Um, it does come with the educational but these these guys behind the bar. Um, when they're coming to your best bar experiences or brewer experiences for me is when you do go there and you know you have five, you get a tasting paddle or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, it's even one comment like, "Oh, this is great! This is one of my favorite sours," or something like that. Or you know, these two here are the newest ones; they've only been kegged last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they go down the whole suite and go, this one's this one's this one, you know. I don't know, I don't know if it has to be asked. Just, if that becomes a symphony of service, in a sense, yep. so yep. this is when you.
0: If it becomes the norm kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. When
1: they order, you talk about it, I mean, you know, behind the scenes mechanically. When they order these beers, mention, talk about one, you know what I mean? Yeah, for um, sure, for sure. I reckon that will make a big, big difference to the experience. Yeah, if
0: you think about it, if people know what they know um, the background of what they're drinking, Yeah. when they go into a bottle shop the next time, yeah. they might overlook um a, a case of Asahi, and they might go and you know they might go and buy a, you yes. know, a case of something else. They're connected to it now. Yeah. There's, a, there's yeah.
1: a, an effort, you know a little bit of a not a braggability, but the ability to talk to someone and say, oh, well, you know, it turns out that they made this on Christmas Eve or something. You know, this that's, they, you know, it's it's
0: storytelling. It's as old as it's yeah. as old as it's as it's as old as Jesus. You know, like the, the yeah. ability to the ability to be able to tell a story is yeah. what makes things mainstream.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah nothing right.
0: else makes anything mainstream except for pe- people being able to tell a story about something. Yeah, you know, it's um, yeah, it's uh, it's the 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 evolutionary story um behind everything is is yeah. you know is what is what drives popularity.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I said I think, like I said you've got these, you know, rock star brewers, all sort of things. You've got um, uh, DJ McCree, Mount Culture, or yeah, Ed and um, Fee from. Dollar Bill, do you know what I mean? Chris yeah. Gabb from yeah, yeah, yeah. Sadler's Grave, yep. sort of thing, who that, who beat us, unfortunately, in the Gipset Business Awards. But, you know, you never go to win to Sadler's <laughs> Grave, are you? Um, but um, we final, we got a finalist certificate. has got that. Um, but, you know, um, they're good guys. But, uh, you know, these are like household names you know, in a way. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, so it's cool to see that even growing character behind it because you connect with the why and the person yeah. and the backstory sort of thing. Uh, you've got an accent. Where's it from? It's an absolute wash of a poor amount of travelling overseas. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. And the with um, we've got well, I've got Dutch heritage, but time in the UK. Yep. Uh, that's probably where most of it comes from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I spent a bit of time in Ireland. It's kind of it's yeah.
0: It's 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 poor, isn't it? It's yeah. got a little bit of Irish to it. It does. Yeah. I Did, have, have you spent? It, have it, you it was spent in
1: Galway. So okay. Long before Ed Sheeran was banging on about it. Too, okay. By <laughs> <were> <laughs> already there yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'm sure he's not gonna hear me but um if he does fantastic um but yeah so um so yeah pick that up sort of thing yeah so cool. we were busk on the streets during the day and then at night you'd yeah work in the bars yes so. yeah
0: you're just uh you were saying before about um yeah. about music can yeah. you uh can you give us a uh just a little bit of background on on what you're doing and what and what you produce
1: yeah, uh, all right, sorry, yeah, so I, we, I spotted your, uh, yep, that's your right. audio interface, which is a music...
0: My complete audio six. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. With a K. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's how you know it's cool. Um, sort of thing. With a K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Also, yeah,
1: that's it. Um, uh, what you call Yeah, I did the singer-songwriter stuff, sort of thing. Floodius Reese, who was one of the other partners, yep. he was the drummer. He, you know, um, when we used to do those, those music, and so it was always creating together, so mm-hmm. when the beer thing came, it wasn't easy. Transition sort of thing, um, but yeah. So I mean, there's a few of those on Spotify. You don't have to go look at them. Um, but they what's are. The, uh, uh, what's the what's the my name? Yeah, or, cool. So awesome. Our um, well, three tree yeah, town was the the one that we did sell off, but yeah, one of the tracks. But yeah, yeah um, grew up listening to music: Van Morrison, Neil Young, Bob Dylan, which is where I got the Dylan from. Yep. Yeah. Um, from my man, he was a blues guitarist. Yeah. Sort of thing. So, um, now, what do you think
0: about Neil Young's uh, most? Um,
1: Pulling well, everything off Spotify. Is most recent
0: music? escapades.
1: So I lost. It was the early days that I was into. So I lost. Is this the removing all my music? Thing? This
0: is this is him removing all of his music because of Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's
1: I mean, I mean, it's connecting some major dots, isn't it? So, there there, <laughs> sort of like, but um, what do you call it? Yeah, I do not I haven't, haven't done a lot of his stuff lately. Was the early day stuff that was the influence? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, now one of the guys I grew up with is in Twelve Foot Ninja. They're touring out there at Uncaged, so you got to get some not here from. Yeah, So he, he grew up in my town. In okay. Um. So I still listen to a lot of heavy stuff. You know, it's like craft beer. You, you always have the odd favorite. That, you know, I'll stay in single songwriter realm. Yeah. Doesn't mean I can't listen to heavy metal. Or, yeah. Or okay. Like, you know, I just dip into some. Uh, I was on the way here. I was listening. So to you go stuff. all the way from an IPA to a stout. <laughs> Basically, is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Once a, yeah. So I was listening to like uh, some classical piano on the way here yeah it just makes my life feel like it's cinematic <laughs> do you know what I mean? as i was walking over well that's the whole point yeah right? <laughs> i just felt like you know one man of but yeah so it's nice to just do that now
0: gone yeah. off topic sorry
1: no 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 weird. it's good <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: no i um i uh i used to well i still do um i don't really listen to to any other music other than it's weird i just listen to like basically just Trance now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah. know it's weird, but it's very um. It's nice for me, it's really it's like the the kind of mo- melodic trance kind of music. Yeah. You just really, you know, yeah. I could go for a walk and, and have that going. Go for a oh, run nice and man. have that going, or I could be working and have it in my ears. Yeah. and it's and it's very peaceful for me.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, um, yes, isn't it?
0: it's, it's, it's interesting how yeah how yeah is phenomenal. I mean, some people will listen to it and go Oh but yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, I think it was, I mean, I'm only mainstream, so yeah, I'm in Vampire and all those sorts of yeah, things. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. That would be if I needed to get something done. I would either, I would either do one of two things: I would put Armand van buren on, yeah, to pump myself up to get it done, yep, like or I, I would force myself to put a nickel back out on and just uh, I can't turn it off until I get it done. And really so, and grind. Yeah, like the sooner I get through this, or sooner I can turn that thing off. Um, so thing, so yeah. it's one of the two ways to motivate yourself. But yeah, yeah. Um,
0: the um the are uh, broader industry. So um, where do you see? Where do you see? And there's 750 craft breweries in Australia at the moment. Yeah. I think I think that's getting towards the point where it's too many saturation. I just don't think we've got maybe the population to support it, or maybe that we haven't got enough geographical locations where where people live to support it. It's getting to the point where it'd be very hard for these businesses to grow into into really good, big, strong businesses again.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Mind you, you've got your you know, There's a number of breweries that have focused on a very specific product. Yeah. And they've gone and done that. You know, you look at, I mean, one of oh, our customers yeah. is Two Bays, for example. Oh, yeah. So they have went heavy into gluten-free beer and yeah. they've, smashed, they've smashed it. Mm. Um, and a lot of our customers is heaps normal. Oh, yeah. They've gone, they've done a, you know, they've obviously alcohol-free and they have absolutely annihilated oh. it over the last, you know, 12, 18 months, yeah. especially, but yeah. probably 24, 36 months. Yeah. Um, uh, unless you do one of those specific... You know, um, product lines. Mm. I mean, from a you know, you could look at it from a with your um, brewery hat on as well as your accounting hat yeah. on. It becomes pretty difficult to grow uh, these businesses big, doesn't it? it
1: packaging and excise are going to be your two biggest costs. Yeah, you know, you've, got you, you've got a thousand dollars worth of materials. You've got to value your own time. I think as well, a lot of the business plans. You know, it was, isn't it great that you earn you know x amount of dollars? But if you divide that by the number of hours, as far as like a time yield. Eighty hours, hundred hours a week. Yeah, yeah. should you, you just put tomatoes on the shelf at Woolworths? You know what I mean. Yeah, that's, you have to do that. Yeah, so yeah. I how I used to do it. I used to, everything. Every business model I went into, I was like, "Should I just put tomatoes on the shelf at Woolworths?" Yeah. Or you know, so you, you account for those hours. Yeah. But I think it was there four models? I I'm not going to think of all four now. was it brewing tap a brew pub tap room? I mean, major major distribution and gypsy sort of thing. You know these excise rebates that the government have brought out. The, that's now removing, there's a danger in that. IBA said something about that. You know, you've got this neg, I think it's up to 150,000 litres, you don't have to pay the taxes on, which means that's a, a barrier of entry removed, really. If you're going to stay yeah. on the low end, you can avoid that tax nearly altogether. For sure. But that's going to be very dangerous. You start dropping your price point to the market, and all of a sudden, people start to go, well, oh, this brewery's selling it for this why are you selling it for that? Well, that guy's having to pay the excise tax because he's at, you know, million three sort of thing.
0: That's about the excise tax, excise tax on the, on the, on the totality or anything over and above?
1: Over and above. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. So he can stay in that low end. So, so I guess it's a rebate. that comes off. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, you know, a lot of, maybe that's part of people think, well, oh, I might give this a go sort of thing because now I've only got my capital expenditure. I've got my fit out. Um, I would say my, my goal... Jeez, it's getting bright, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. It's getting yeah. really bright. I feel like you've said something. Uh,
0: uh, maybe uh, maybe uh, Tom would be proactive and and, 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 yeah. and pull the blind down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll see if he picks up on your subtle hints. Uh, <laughs> um, I know, I'm, I'm pretty subtle. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, Tommy, the, uh, the blinds at the back?
1: Oh,
0: uh, those ones. Yeah. No, no, at the back, as in... Um, oh, yeah. Just, the, yeah, those yeah, just, ones. Yeah. Um,
1: Perfect. Could have said something really pathetic then, too. As, Sorry? as the light come in, you could have just you know, given a clock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, very much like the thing about business. <laughs> but, no, yeah. That's good. That's fine. No, yeah. Fine. That's um, what
0: were we talking about? Uh, we're talking
1: about uh, Excise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the models, I think for me, my goal would have, you know, if I had to pick a model, I'd probably go down the brew the pub. You know, no packaging. Well, not no packaging, but less packaging. Yeah. No distribution. Costs or whatever, and then you're only going to get so big. I think it was at Dermot that was on. He was talking about you know the middle, the middle getting hollowed out. That's you know, right, uh, yeah. I mean you. you uh, know, the middle in
0: beer and the and, and, and the, the middle and the middle class. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, so
1: I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. So if you become bespoke, say you know, figure out your amount of liters per year, work backs put it through tank utilization. Yeah. You know, uh, I think it was as Reese's brother-in-law, that's Justin Fox, who Expedient, now bespoke. That guy's got some amazing knowledge on, like you know, because you can come in with all the passion, but if you don't. These are operationally, these guys are artisans. You know what I mean? And they and, and we love it. We love beer. That's what everyone. Yeah. Like everyone has been on your show has said we love it. Absolutely, we love beer. yeah. <laughs> and that's why we're there. The other side of it, the business side, you just got to have an end game. You know, you Good start dream. with your end game and work backwards.
0: Yeah, and you have to didn't go. you can you can be artisan but you gotta the the economics have to be adhered to. Yeah. There's no uh, there's no joy in making big lots of beer and, and, and losing money on it all. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah. And that's where it becomes, you know, that's that's what passion can it almost feels like gambling, you know what I mean? You I mean, <laughs> sort of I don't know mate, in uh, uh, mate yeah. being in business is just that's what it yeah. is it's
0: one big bloody gamble yeah. of y- your entire life <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> yeah.
1: when you put that money down you know we were, these weren't cheap 6,000 litre runs you know what I mean yeah. so up a lot of money yeah Um, and you know we got it out the other side of that sort of thing Um, but yeah you've got to have yeah, you've got to be able to timeline that out sort of thing and I think mm. if you start with the end game I think before you start with the end game you'll say yes to anything some local pub says we want your kegs on you. yeah well, no worries yeah you're like, well, hang on. Now it's changing all of the schedule of the brewing. Now it's you know, like once again, once again, you know, we did some gypsy runs. So am I talking out of my league? Probably. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But from a business point of view, oh, we b- count back the lead times. Yeah.
0: When you start though, you're kind of you know you 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 are all about appeasing customers. Yeah. You know, when we yeah. first started, we, you know, we had a very basic product. Yeah. You know, it's hard to build software that that people will use. It's very. uh You know, you you have an idea and you think, oh, I think people would use it. I think it's a big enough problem. And then um, you build it and you're lucky if people start to use it. We were lucky because people actually used it from the get-go. But, you know, we had to work with one or two customers and spend all of our time just building what they wanted and just hoping to God that, Geez, I hope these guys are you know uh, a representative of, 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 of all the other customers type of yeah, thing. Yeah. So um, it's the, it'd be the same with 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 this. I mean, you you have to um, you have to kind of have a bit of faith that you're spending the money in the right area because yeah. it's going to have a long term payoff. Yeah. And um, you know the with with brewing it would have to be the same. You'd have to spend you spend the money developing the products that developing the products and the relationships that you mm. know are going to be hopefully long term. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think it, it, it definitely pays to, I think when you define the end game, whether it be amount of litres or the amount of products or the, the total kilometre or radius distribution or whatever, you, then when an opportunity comes, like an opportunity is only when, uh, I think they were saying about this, opportunity is only when um, preparation meets circumstance. So mm-hmm. you're in a position to be ready and this circumstance arrives, it's considered an opportunity. Yeah. Um, but if you don't define the end game, then you go from, saying yes to everything, because that psychology kicks in. You, you, you just want to beat everyone, do yep. you know what I mean? Um, then you start to go, well, no, that's not part of my end game. Now, see that in your lane or out of your lane, mm-hmm. rather than yes and no, because no one likes to say no. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for so, sure. So, yeah, the opportunities will come. You can say, it is a great opportunity, but it's not It's not for me. Yeah, it's exactly. It's not in my end game. That's yeah. Like, yeah. I think yeah. the business plans are good. The business Victoria has a good, I mean, it's 24 pages long. But it's a good little business plan model. Yeah, it's worth doing. Like, it's got a little strength and weaknesses analysis. Yeah, okay. Some of the stuff was like, who's the head of marketing? You're like me. Who's the head of you know sales? Me. Who's the head of brewing? Me. And it's like yeah, so yeah. Who's cool. who's
0: everything me? It's just like yeah. Just uh, if it's if it's on a spreadsheet, just uh, fill down.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So what it's like who will directly report to? You? Like, all right. So yeah, some of the stuff you get okay. Well, I'm not ASX listed, not in the stock market, but you can sift through with the strengths and weaknesses. You know, some of the stuff we're looking at, like, okay, you know, there is a weakness there that, you know, maybe there's a competitor or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, um, you know, or it was an opportunity to collaborate. So awesome. Beer has always been good like that. Wine has always been very, I think it's one wine industry. Don't get me wrong. They've got their patches of land, so it's all very internal. Yep. Beer has always been collaboration. So it's been the malt from that guy, the hops from that guy. You know, it's a different mindset.
0: If Yeah, because it's much shorter term production, yeah, it can. It can. I th- I think it can be much more of that mindset because it's yeah. you know wine. You know, you 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 know how long it takes to produce. Yeah, well, all the
1: ingredients are on site too, so it's very um, yeah not secretive, but very I've got it all here. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah, I imagine sort of thing. Whereas um beer, you have to get everything you have to have relationships with everyone. So and it takes a different mindset. I feel like
0: you got less control in wine as well. Yeah, you're yeah, you're, right. you're actually um I feel like you're um you're somewhat reliant on um on you know the season. environment, weather, the season, yeah. all that type of thing. Yeah. you you're very reliant on that as well as everything else. And that, that kind of defines what, what yeah. happens to your grape at the end of the day. Yeah, right. Um but there and then you know with beer, you're fully I feel like you're fully in control
1: mm. of
0: um of what you're doing and you're fully in control of the base products that you're purchasing and, and all the rest of it. I think it's um Yeah,
1: you've yeah. got that um, you know they've got those checks, you know, you because of analysis within mild and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Must definitely point out that I do love the wine industry in the yeah. public, so they're say they doing awesome things that you know they've got that terroir effect which we've starting yep. seeing beer now like I said the paddock van demon it's all within the you know what is that bacteria amongst all of that area of land like people trying to do belgian beers you know, I want to do a, um flanders right what's it well it's you don't have the same you can't you, you can't <laughs> uh, yeah ecosystem yeah. that you know you can do your own if you live in you know uh some sort of let's just say Geelong. You might do the Geelong version of a Belgian beer. But you could never get the, the mountains yeah. and the rivers, the bacteria from that yep. in your in here. So
0: yeah, like unless you're growing it specifically, kind of you know. Well, I, yeah. If you... I, I, spoke to someone, uh, I spoke to someone. I spoke to someone. I spoke to someone during the week who. Um, his entire business is um, is uh, create is um, growing, growing and, and distributing, and he, he does it from down in does it from down in Geelong,
1: yeah. um,
0: uh, growing and distributing um all the different bacterias for yeast, and it's very yeah. It's uh yeah, and so he's just got all these different strains that he that, that he that he grows and distributes. It's yeah. cool, it's cool. Yeah, yeah,
1: there's some cool blue bluestone around here now. They're doing some cool stuff, but like yeah, it's amazing where some of it comes. I think Philly sour from Lullamund was from a graveyard. It's just a crazy from a grave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That bacteria was from a graveyard. So the Philly sound Very morbid. <laughs> yeah, this isn't it? Yeah, I and mean, there's got to be some. Money. It's kind of cool though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very cool uh,
0: thing. So, um, I, I, just to finish off, can you yeah. g- can you g- uh, give your accounting firm a little bit of a plug? And um, oh, I and can, yeah, do it, do it, definitely uh, do it. And um, yeah, that'd be that'd be 100%. awesome. Sure, I mean, one hundred percent.
1: We're not really uh, we're not we're sort of at capacity at the moment. <laughs> so if I do this and then. Yeah, Tower of Business Advisors is my cool. Awesome, in there,
0: so awesome, perfect, man. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming yeah. on. Appreciate thanks, it. Guys. It's good. Awesome. Thank you. Talk soon. Cheers.